Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I am your host, Paul, and my donut hole has a hole in it. <laughs> I'm Kevin, and I also saw that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, it is an amazing movie. It is, it is, it is indeed. For those who don't know, go see Knives Out. Uh, great movie, one of the best of the year. Yes, it is a fantastic movie. You will not regret it. There's a reason why it is still in theaters, even though it came out right around Thanksgiving. And when I went to go see it yesterday, the showing was sold out, as were the two previous ones. Yep, it's quite good. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, go see it. So anyway, Chops, uh, how's your holidays been? Very good. Christmas went well. Um, did a little bit of a family secret Santa uh, and received a uh, two-player starter box for infinity of the game so that's it's been pretty cool it was a thoughtful gift and uh i'm excited to be maybe stepping into that world for a little bit and and something that you've been excited about in general uh you've been doing a lot of talk on the discord about it in anyway or maybe 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 it was more text but i feel like you've been talking a lot and being excited about infinity yeah i would i would say that's true <laughs> So it was a it was a dream come true kind of gift for you, huh? Yeah, it was uh, it was good. I uh, you know I I was saying before we started recording, you know, in, in starting to play Marvel Crisis Crisis Protocol more seriously, one of the main people in the group that's playing Crisis Protocol here in Madison is an Infinity War core, um, and so just like listening to somebody that has an infectious sort of passion for the game uh, had me more interested than I would have been, and then I received the gift. Uh, so I'm putting together my uh, my two player starter for um, <clears throat> Operation Wildfire. I was just going to say, what which one did you get? Operation Wildfire. That's the newest one, correct? That's correct. The one that came out at Gen Con this year. That's fantastic. So, are you excited to see whatever Infinity Third Edition brings? Fourth and four. Um, Is it fourth? Yep. Yeah, and four this summer yeah. sounds pretty cool. I think you know part of doing this this whole thing that I've I, this exercise I've been going through and we'll talk about it more during the main topic is um, just to have something ready for when N4 launches so I'm not playing catch up right like I can mm -hmm. have some collection of models that I can just immediately dive into N4 without having to proxy I think that'll be pretty neat yeah that that's actually a, a good thing to do because even if, you know when you know that a new edition's coming things slow down anyway yep um, so might as well get yourself prepped up and, and ready to go. Exactly. Well, I guess that kind of covers your hobby. Have you been hobbying anything other than, other than the infinity? Totally. Stuff? Yeah. I mean, you're always hobbying. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, I've got my Marvel crisis protocol basically all painted and ready to go now. Um, you know, as the person who's running the community, I want to make sure I stay on top of it. So I am up to date and current and painted for the, uh, the current range as it stands. Very much enjoying that. Looking forward to my next release, hopefully Venom, um, very shortly here so I can get Venom painted up and start playing with that. And our next uh, organized play date is on January 8th, so I'm excited to get dip back into organized play after this uh, sort of long holiday break. How about you? What have you been doing yeah. hobby-wise? Well, uh, I'm, on, I'm still working on my long project of Germans. Um, which has been fantastic because I finished them, Kevin. I finished my core platoon. Awesome. Other than other than my senior leader, um, who is probably one of the most odd models ever, and just the way he's posed with his arm up like that, I'm assuming he's telling his people to like 
slow down or stop, but to me, he just looks like he's telling everybody that the Third Reich is fabulous. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, I enjoy him for that reason. But everybody else was finished up. I got done, and, and when I bought the models, I had bought the, the Waffen SS models, and they have a very specific type of, of camouflage smock that they wore over their standard uniform, and I didn't paint it camouflaged. I just went with a, a basic German field green color to it. And once I finished them and put them on the on, on my painting table and sat back and said, wow, look at all those guys I painted. It was at that point that I suddenly regretted not doing them in camouflage because I wanted to make it easier on myself. Mm-hmm. So then I proceeded to go back and camouflage them. Camo them. Nice. I mean, obviously that was the right call. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually, it, it's amazing how much better I feel about them, and it and it didn't take long to camouflage their their smocks. Uh, I would say it took maybe forty five minutes. That's not bad at all. Like per mini or two no, for the whole squad. Yeah, yeah. Just to just to do the camouflage because what I did, uh, and and I saw this on on the internet, and it was a brilliant idea for I guess for anybody painting camouflage is that. Uh, they were already in a in a light green smock, which matched up with the SS's summer uh, smock. And those are camouflaged with a dark gray and a dark brown. So I put the dark gray and the dark brown on my palette, took a toothpick, dabbed a toothpick into yep. the, the paint, and then randomly dabbed it onto the guys. And it was super easy, super quick. So if you're ever going to have to do camouflage... I'd highly recommend doing it that way. And it looks good, yeah. Yeah, it came out it came out yeah. really nice and I mean I didn't have to worry about being precise with brush strokes or brush dots or you know stray, you know, any any of those weird things flex or any we- weird things that a brush can leave artifacts. Exactly, behind. exactly. There was none of that. Um so it 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 came out fantastic. I'm super excited. Um I am currently putting grass on the bases, which I already put some grit on. Uh, and then I got some tufts, uh, you know, your favorite thing to buy at the store. Uh, and and <laughs> the tufts are going on there and they look great. And they, they look like they're in the uh, late summer in, in France uh, getting pushed back by some Americans. Major yeah. awesome. Um, really, really happy to hear that you're still stoked. And when's your first play date for So Bob and I are going to go and we're going to play on January 18th. And so that's... Two and a half weeks, three ish weeks, and you're you're already basically ready to go, right? You don't have a whole lot more to do. No, yeah, I'm. I have my core platoon done, other than my senior leader. And what Bob and I did to prepare for this, and I guess maybe this is kind of rolling into our main topic. Um, but what we did to prepare for it is that we rolled our dice previously because we decided we're going to play through all the core uh, scenarios in the main book and just kind of tie them together as a as a campaign. Um, and yep. you know, depending on who wins or who loses, we'll decide on who's the attacker or defender in the next scenario. Um, but sure. what we did was we rolled our dice for our support points, which is great because then we were able to look at it and compare the units that we we're going to bring or our, our, our platoon strength. Uh, and so we would know ahead of time what our supports are that we're, each of us are bringing and we could paint them and have them ready to go. So I have my support. Uh, on the painting table, ready to go. So as soon as I'm done with the grass on these other guys, I will get it done. And the great thing is that in the first scenario in that book, it's not a whole lot of support. So I don't need to 
do you know to massive tanks or... or anything like that. Um, it's literally a sniper, and I might paint the uh, awesome. the flamethrower just in case I change my mind. So that's all. That's all my hobby, man. All right. So since you said it was rolling into the main topic. Um, I think we should start talking about that. So this is going to be a little different episode. Obviously, longtime listeners will notice that we are absent Chris. Yep. Oh, yeah. Chris uh, isn't here. As, it, as is the holidays, there's lots of family things that are going on. So in the tradition of two men in a war game, we're going to do a couch session, which is basically going to be Paul and I just riffing on something that we're feeling in the hobby. We're going to keep it hobby yep. focused and, and talk about something that's, uh, you know, been basically on both of our minds as uh, what, what, like aging war gamers <laughs> oh no and people have been now in the that hobby I'm 42 for i know jeez yeah. sounds worse saying it out loud <laughs> uh and so that's um doing doing what you feel is what we're going to talk about we're just going to have like an off the cuff discussion about why that matters and sometimes how that helps you reset uh, and, you know, sometimes, you know, like, especially when you're like us and you got a little bit of hobby ADD, uh, doing what you feel means that you leave something that you love behind for a little while. Um, and I, you have to do that and you have to not feel guilty about it. And I think that's what we're going to get into a little deeper. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, let's start. What is, why, don't, why don't you... Why don't you go ahead, Chaps? Why don't you talk about your experience with doing what you feel? I feel like you've been on that a, a good bit longer than I have. Because from our, our pre-show discussion on it, uh, it involves stuff that we were probably you were probably talking about over the summer. Yeah, you can trace it. I think you can trace it right back to the release of the contrast paints, to be yeah. honest. Um, and doing what you feel for me has been basically making sure that exactly what I wanted to be painting uh, is what I was working on, even if it would even if it wasn't what I was playing at the time. Um, so I've been playing a bit less Malifaux, not that I don't like Malifaux. I still love Malifaux and I still want to play it. Um, but you know, I just haven't found models that have grabbed my attention. I've wanted to paint and I've got plenty to play with outside of that. So I started gravitating toward things that I wanted to paint. And that started with my, uh, desire to get an entire mass battle army painted, which I accomplished. And I got my a song of ice and fire minis done, but I, I found, I think in the, in the months since that I really like the process of getting ready to get to get a game on the table. Like I love playing miniatures games, right? I go out and I play a miniatures game pretty much every single week, weekend, week out. So I love playing them, but I also love the process involved of getting them ready. It's cathartic to me, you know, building minis, painting them, basing them, just the whole process of making them look awesome. So that when you play the game, you have that like really good feel and cinematic look and everything's, you know, sort of glossy and looks nice. And the easiest way that I found to do that, like the easiest portal to that energy is two-player starter kits. Right. Um, and one of the most fun projects that I had over the summer was painting the Carnival two-player starter box and then painting the Crisis Protocol starter box and now getting this Infinity Wildfire starter box. And I'm finding that I really, really enjoy the process of getting these things together. And it, it has kept me motivated to hobby an hour or half hour to an hour every day, like nothing else before it. 
I would easily burn out before and go weeks without painting. Um, and it's very rare that I go, you know, four days or even three days without sitting down. Generally, it's every day or every other day that I'm sitting down for at least a half hour up to 90 minutes uh, at my hobby desk doing something, whether it's assembling a model or painting it. And the thing that's that's kept me motivated is is dealing with something that's like fresh and fun, right? And and that part of that's going to be, you know, getting those carnival models on the table and, you know, exposing some people locally to that game and then doing a future episode on it, um, you know, pushed me through that box. And I'm planning on doing the same thing with these infinity models. And it's funny because I kind of fed off you with that, with your sudden, you know, because we did that challenge in, back in July now, uh, which seems oh so long ago, uh, to paint up some Song of Ice and Fire models. Uh, and just kind of see yep. what we could do throughout the month of July with contrast paints. Uh, and that was the first time I had ever fielded a fully painted army. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's awesome. And here you are on the cusp of doing it again. <clears throat> but what's what's really interesting, though, is that what I discovered is that the painting didn't need to be exactly everything I was playing. Uh, and, mm-hmm. it, and it goes to that, that point that you're talking about with, you know, just just... The like cinematic look and feel. Yeah, but but even just being able to, I mean, I mean, yeah, and that's on the on the other end of actually doing of having the painted models on the table. Um, I was I sure, I, sure, I, sure. I was genuinely shocked at how much different that made playing a game with with the models painted. I mean, mm-hmm. since then, honestly, uh, most of what I've played with has been painted. <laughs> <laughs> because I I suddenly yeah, felt more motivated, really and does. now when I play stuff, I'm choosing the painted stuff. Uh, like when I'm playing Star Wars Legion, not everything I have is painted for that, but I find that I'm gravitating towards putting that type of stuff on the table. But painting, you know, being involved in, in hobby in stuff that I'm interested in painting is the key to that, is the key to getting all that done. Yes. Which then in turn makes me want to use it, which then in turn I'm playing that game more anyway. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And I am without a doubt, 100% with you. Um, exactly it, right? Just making sure that you are painting the things that are are keeping you interested in your hobby, even if you're not playing the game. Right. And, and, that's, and that's where I was just going to go with uh, that, Kevin, um, is that like I've been working on these bolt action minis for Chain of Command probably since September. And mm-hmm. I've been regularly, slowly, slowly, uh, I mean, I work on them often. I've worked on some other things in between, like some Legion stuff and Crisis Protocol and all that. And I know for like months I've been going, oh, I'm just going to finish up these guys. I'm just going to finish up these guys. But, you know, as I was interested in working on them, I, I got it done. But the best part about it is that I haven't played a game of Chain of Command yet. And yet the excitement of painting these guys up and and getting them ready has been super exciting and super fun and it's not something i've ever experienced with other games before which has generally been build the models get them on the table play with them play the game yep and honestly i think it connects you more to the models that you're playing with right yes just spending the time with yeah and it's weird and 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 especially since it's a, a historical game you know, it's it's going to be a, a good bit different since it is a very crunchy historical game. You know, all the mechanics of the game are, are quite accurate. 
that these aren't just guys that you're going to be throwing into the meat grinder and not care about because they're representative of, I guess, real people at some point, right? I've already gotten so attached to some of them. And even just putting them together and, and making sure that their poses were interesting, I would say that I am attached to them. Uh, and and I was telling you earlier that I even have the guy that I figured out which of my models is the guy in the platoon that nobody else likes because he's kind of too into the war, too likes killing too much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's extremely impetuous to bring an infinity bend back to the the conversation. Yeah, nobody um, nobody wants to hang out with yeah. him until he has to assault a machine gun position and. It, it, <laughs> Right until they, they until they need his uh, horniness exactly, for war or exactly, whatever. and he's the first one to volunteer, and everybody's like, "Oh, thank God!" Uh, and, and to bring that back, you know, into a point that's translatable to the people that are listening, right? Like it, it whatever it is that translates for you, like for Paul, right? It, it's the being able to dig in and get into the historical aspect, and uh, you know, as Paul would say, get into the fluff <laughs> and actually read uh, read some some actual. World War II history to get yourself pumped up and ready to play. For me, uh, it's the preparation of getting a game ready to go and the actual, the, you know, just the, the process involved in getting a fully painted war game on the table and sharing that with a friend. Right. That's really what gets me going. And whatever that is for you, you know, if you're playing 40K and you're really into black library books and like thinking, like reading a black library book and getting super inspired by what you're reading about and going buying kits that cover the subject matter of the book you're reading, like whatever it is, if that's outside of your main scope, like in that 40K example, if you're reading something about, if you're reading Fulgrim, right, and you play uh, Tau. But you're like, man, this has been awesome and I really want to get into this. Go buy that Forge World model. You know, if it's in your budget and, and you can you can do it, go buy that Fulgrim model and paint him. Because I guarantee, because it's a thing that you care about outside of wargaming and it's a thing that, that, get, that brings you extra focus to it, you should just embrace the idea that that might be more fun than a project that you're working on for the army that you're currently playing. Right. And, that, and that's just it. Like with these with these Germans, I'm getting so much mileage out of it as a as a history buff i mean the, the amount of research i've done to understand more about it or even just to figure out paint schemes you know like i was talking about with the camouflage you know sitting there looking at or even just gluing their kit onto them and going huh i wonder what that piece is looking it up and being like oh okay well that's their gas mask canister i mean it's just fascinating these little these little details because it gets you for me, it gets me from that general overview that you know, that everybody has about World War II and gets you deeper into that individual experience is just so much more fascinating. Which, to my mind, is super cool, man. That's like everything. That's everything cool about this hobby, right there, summed up in a little neat little bow. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's why it's it's great. I mean, I've just been I've just been enjoying that. Like even learning about you know German. Pl platoon doctrine and figuring out how they functioned as a group and how dependent they were on on the ma the machine gun versus the Americans who were much more dependent on being able to move and fire. Yeah, and, 
exactly dude that's that's it, it translates perfectly to what i'm doing with infinity now right because like i couldn't be more into crisis protocol like i think about crisis protocol and talk i'm trying to start like thinking about what are my tens going to be when i go mm-hmm. and play at adepticon how am i going to build my list like what do i want to do how am i going to get my first tournament organized you know all these questions that i have circling around but you know me i just like thirst for rules for whatever reason it is whether or not i'm working on my own game and writing rules or reading about new wargaming systems and the cool thing about playing infinity is that i've been able to use the infinity army app which is amazing Mm -hmm. by the way uh and the really cool thing in the infinity army app is let's say i'm looking at a unit and you you look at a unit profile and it lists the keywords for the abilities they have. And then you can click through to a keyword and it pops open a new tab in the wiki. And then that wiki describes what that rule is and everything that's referenced within that rule points to other pages in the wiki. So I'm like having this really cool osmosis process of like learning how infinity works by, you know, Oh, what is this Kappa unit of O12 guys that I got? What are these Knox guys? Like, what is the, why is a Cadmus for Shazvasti uh, cooler than a different model? Like, what's the Speculo Killer do? Why is everybody so into that model? And going through and actually figuring that out by clicking through the links, it's that same kind of like discovery process. And it's kept me super invested and made me want to paint the models more. Well, it's just funny because listening to you talk about that, it's it's the same process I'm going through with, exactly. with these guys. But it, it, it's just so interesting because... Yeah. You know, mine's historical, yours is sci-fi, and yet the process is the same. Yep. I mean, which is which is just absolutely fascinating. Um, so, and I, so maybe if you don't have hobby ADD, none of this is useful to you. <laughs> uh, but if you do, um, it, it's it can be really cool just to step away from your main game. Uh, well, and I guess where my main game is Crisis Protocol at the moment, I'm not really stepping away from that. But I've have stayed, taken a, a slight step away from Malifaux for the time being, mm-hmm. um, and just giving myself you know some room to breathe. And when I come back to Malifaux, I'm sure I'll come back as invested and as strong as I ever was. But for now, I'm perfectly happy doing this other thing that I really like, which is working on two player battle boxes. Right. And and that's the other thing, too, is that you don't want to get to the point where, okay, it's Wednesday night, I'm going to the game store, I have to play X game. No, you should be playing what you want to play. Yeah, exactly. And that was, I I ran into that problem for, especially in the fall, uh, and I just didn't like it. And instead of playing what I wanted to play, I just stopped going out to play. Which then made me feel bad because I'm like, well, why aren't I going out and playing games? I like playing games, but now I don't. Um, but luckily I was able well, to... Tri- I, for one, am glad you're getting through that funk. Yeah, yeah, me too, because I I didn't like it. Because, like I said, I enjoy playing games. It's it's you know something I look forward to seeing or doing. Um, and, and not only that, but going out and seeing local people that the I Morgan enjoy Price. hanging out with. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's that's half of it is just kind of having that one night a week to get out and do something. Agreed. Could could not agree more. The chilling, like the hanging out and chatting before Wargaming is like 80% of the experience for me. And yeah, and, and I mean, I've even had times where I've gone out and started chatting and then been like, do you even feel like playing? Nah, let's just sit and hang out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. You know, but again, that comes down to doing what you feel. Right. And not forcing yourself. Well, I guess we're here. I might as well play. But I also want to be able to be like, 
if I feel like saying, hey, anybody interested in a game of Armada tonight or on Wednesday or whatever night, you know, it's it's happening. Just be able to set up those games and, and go do it, whether it's what I'm painting or, or not. But I just want to be able to play or paint what I feel. Yeah. And, and really, the, anything that I want to get through in this episode, it's that you shouldn't feel guilty about doing the thing you want to do. Um, and I, you know, part of me is like realizing that, like, I don't have to get everyone that I know into every game that I'm interested in playing. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason these two player battle boxes are great because like I can make the investment right with carnival. None of the people in my wargaming group have to invest. I bought the starter box. I'll play with anybody who wants to play. Uh, and that fits my style really well. Now, and you can translate that to however you want to, right? For whatever works for you. But I think the point is that you, if you're feeling like you're stagnating in your hobby, it's because you're not doing what you really want to be doing. Um, so, you know, maybe aim at a smaller project or something, or, you know, talk to a friend about branching out into something different and something small, right. And, and whether or not that's each of you picking up a starter kit for bolt action and playing chain of command, or maybe splitting a starter box and then painting and building the terrain together, uh, and picking one of the factions so that you can play through it, like outside of your main game that might like revitalize you and get you more interested in the game you're playing week in week out. Or you might find a new main game <laughs> or you might find a new main game. See, and, and the thing you're talking about with, with, with carnival and, and the two player starters is I feel like God tiers that way. Like mm -hmm. anybody who wants to play God tier, I will play with you and I'll bring the stuff. Yeah. Like, um, and maybe that'll be a painting project for you coming up, right? Maybe when you're done with your Germans, you start working on a champ at a time. Yeah, exactly. And th and that's exactly how it's, how that's going to function. Cause I already started on, on Wraith Marid because he was my favorite one. So he's, he's actually almost done. I'm doing them contrast for now. Uh, but I needed a, a color to go with the teal that I used on him. So, or I guess turquoise technically. So I, I needed an orange to go along with it to contrast it. But now that I got that color, I can actually go back to finish them. But I'm working on this project now. Very. You cool. know, and then and then once he's done, I'll I'll find somebody else to work on, and and whichever one you know picks my fancy, and 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 you know I'll go out, I'll play. I don't care. You know, that's not something. You know, it's not like it's a a minis game where you have a hundred guys on the table, right? So I'm not right. like providing a million things. It's just like, here's what I have. Let's jump in. Let's play. I'll teach you. And, you know, we can do this every so often. So this way you don't forget to play or how to play. And it, it can be fun. Not everything has to be tournament game. Right. And not every, and, and that's the other thing, too. Like, you don't have to, like, only play one game. Like, I know some people can only afford to play one game or whatever it is. Um, and that's fine. But I mean, you, you, if you have the means and you don't necessarily, you don't feel great being shackled in the game you're playing branch out. Yeah. Cause there's, there's a lot of good games out there. So like we are spoiled for choice right now as war gamers. And that's a problem for some people, you know, myself included, yep. um, because it's really easy to just get invested in whatever the new hotness is. And that's, I think that's kind of why I feel so good about giving infinity an honest chance right now and painting this two player set. Cause it's a system that's been around as long as Malifaux. Right. But even at that, so. you don't shut up about it. Like, and I mean that in a good way. I mean, for, for as long as we've been doing this show, 
you've always talked glowingly about Infinity and yet you never played. It, you know, <laughs> now that you say that, it's really true. Like, I've always sung the praises of the game and I've never actually given the game an honest chance. And you know, the worst part is I don't even know if that's going to happen now, right? Right. It could be that I get this two player kit done. I play through the wildfire things. I'm happy with my paint jobs and I put it into my display case. And that's fine. Right. Totally fine. But, you know, if I do take this opportunity to get more into Infinity, that's fine, too, because I'm ha really happy with Crisis Protocol. Crisis Protocol does like it scratches the itch that I that I want when I play a game like Malifaux. So I'm perfectly happy if that's the outcome. Right. Right. See, I, I think you'll end up pretty heavy into Infinity, Spe we'll especially see. especially depending on uh, depending on what the new rule set is. If they figure out a way to thin it out a little bit uh, and make it a little more accessible. I think you're in. Yeah, we'll see. We we will see. You know, uh, you know me better than anyone, so it. Uh, you're probably right. <laughs> but for now, I'm just I'm just gonna enjoy taking it one model at a time and playing this like these small games. Yeah, exactly. And that's just it. Like I could I could totally play my first game of Chain of Command and be like, this was terrible. Um, but you know, I I have had so much fun getting there that that's all that matters. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yep. Because you've always got God tier or, you know, whatever other minis game is working well for you at the time to fall back into. Right. And and part of the thing, and this is this is the other part with Chain of Command, is that I started talking about this with a very specific set of people to play with. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like old gaming friend, the first friend that I ever made gaming, who had been away from gaming for quite a while. And was coming back, and I had just happened to find it, and he's a World War II buff as well. And I said, hey, you know, we could probably play this without a lot of investment dollar-wise and time-wise. Are you interested? And he looked at it, and he said yes. So, I mean, everything we've I've been doing as far as timing this out to be able to play this game has been in conjunction with him as well. Because we both decided right away that we didn't want to play this uh, unpainted. You know, it's a it's a historical game. We wanted to respect that historical side of it and and play the play it painted. You know, the guys the guys fighting in World War II were not gray plastic, so <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> I'd feel super bad having representing them in gray plastic. Like I, that would just feel wrong to me. And and he agreed, and that was kind of our our step there. And then in the process of that, just from talking about it and being excited about the whole build process. Uh, we found another friend who was already in it uh, and has his stuff ready to go. And then um, another friend just was like, hey, look, stuff's on sale on the Bolt Action website for Christmas. I think I'm going to get in. Oh, that's awesome. So you guys have a four-player group? I didn't know that. Yeah, so now we'll have we'll have basically one of everybody. We'll have a, a Brit, a German, a J Japanese, and an American. Amazing. Yeah, so cool. which is great. So, I mean, the, the, the interesting thing is going to be like, in order to kind of play everybody, we'll have to play some what-if scenarios slash training maneuver type stuff. But, I mean, it'll be fun that's kind fine, of seeing though. how some of that stuff plays off against each other and... You know, even though it's a crunchy historical rule set, it'll still be interesting to see how that plays out. Agreed. I think you guys are still going to have a blast. And we're also looking at some ways to make it like multiple platoons in the same same game and, and playing maybe some big chain of command. We've talked about some interesting ideas if more people jump in, like trying to get 
have more like a, a battalion commander role as somebody who's kind of while in control of a squad also overseeing the overall battles on other tables and having a, a major pool of support options to pull from and figuring and that person's part of their job in addition to fighting on the table is figuring out how best to utilize the resources of their of their battalion. That's neat. Um that's a fun idea. Yeah, so that's 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 some of the stuff that we've actually talked about doing just to kind of make it uh more interesting or not even more interesting, but just kind of variation on a on a you know on a theme to make it make it fun. And that's what that's what I feel like we can do with this is is just make it fun. Very, very freaking cool, man. Yeah, so it's it's I honestly I can't I can't wait to record episodes about the experience that you guys have playing this game because it's going to be so yeah awesome. I am I'm so super excited I can't wait like I said a couple weeks get that game in and I I whether it goes well or whether it goes bad I'm I'm so looking forward to talking about it <laughs> I I don't know it it feels like it's a really well done rule set every person that I've talked to about the rule set is glowing about it so. It's really, I'm just excited to hear, you know, because especially because I don't really have a historical scene locally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can, I can probably, I can get pretty much any game, but a historically. Right. <laughs> See, and, and, and so that's I'm, just it. You, like, you got to find that one person, you know, like I did, like I, I found Bob and said, Hey, let's do this. Just each need to pick a side. And you were in the 82nd Airborne. So obviously you're going to be American paratroopers. So I'll be the Germans. Well, historicals are hard, right? Because you have to find people that are interested in the time period you want to play in right. and in the rule system that you want to play, right? So, like, I mean, I could be interested in World War II, but I'd be more interested, honestly, in World War One, or the Peloponnesian War mm-hmm. or the Age of Piracy, right? Like, those would be times where I'd be you, – you'd get me more interested. But, like, finding people that are interested in the same time period and then finding a good rule set is tough. So it's really – I think it's awesome that you've got a local group that has all agreed that Chain of Command is a great rule set. And you guys have all gone in and started – you know, and painted up the force you needed. And you're actually going to, like, play in an organized fashion. I just think that's so cool. It's very uh, – I hate to say it, but it's very European of you guys. It's a very <laughs> European gaming club uh-huh. thing to do. Um, and I'm just, I, like I said, really excited to hear how it goes. And it is, and you're right. It is almost all, uh, that European gaming club type situation. Cause we've even talked about, cause Bob has a, a extra building on his property there that he's, uh, setting up to be a place where we can play this. And if we need to leave stuff out, we can. Oh man. So awesome. So yeah. So like if we're like playing and being like, Oh, well we need to leave this town set up, this town of terrain, um, we can do that. Yep. Rad. So rad. And speaking of that, I actually built a, a, a building, um, at, from Plastcraft Terrain. It's a, it's a French townhouse. Looks super awesome. Can't wait to put it on the table. And speaking of doing what you feel, uh, sometimes terrain is the thing. How have you found, um, building terrain? Has that been a cool motivating factor for you or is it just kind of meh? I've never been interested in building terrain until I started dabbling with this. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I have I have so many ideas. It's just an issue of of getting there and and getting them done. Like I want to, I need to go and get the 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 foam insulation boards, uh, you know, like a, a three by two or whatever, and and flock them and and go from there. But yeah, I mean, I I picked up a the Plastcraft house, and then I found on Miniature Market some a company called Tiny Terrain, 
And so I didn't know how these were going to be, but nothing I bought cost more than $3. Awesome. So I figured it was in. So I got a couple of walls and then I got some destroyed buildings. But I think that the destroyed buildings, even though it said 28 millimeter, uh, look like they'd fit better with a 15 mil. So I'm not sure how useful oh, no. they're going to be. Uh, but again, like I said, I lose total $5. But the walls are perfect. They're these beautiful, like, you know, roadside stone walls. And they look like almost like they're made out of plaster of Paris. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, here's one of the one of the wrecked buildings. I'll show you that. But um oh, dope. Yeah. So I think it's a little small. Yeah, it's awesome. It is small. Yeah. But but I I mean it I could use it for something. I mean, that could be like the side of a barn that got destroyed or, or something. It's it's that one's usable. There's another one that I had that I had that's obviously like a door frame and half the size of the guys. So I I Definitely think it's it's a, tw a 15 mil, not a 28 mil. But so, I mean, that was exciting to be able to see that and to, to you know, I, I went out and a while back bought some some trees and so now I have the house and, and some walls. You know, so I'm starting a little collection of stuff to be able to, to field and to make it feel legit and real, which is weird because that's not something that i had ever had interest that's in never been your hobby yeah yep like i said it was build it get it on the table paint it someday yep but now it's like yeah you know i, I look at things and i'm like oh how could that be used like old sprues being able to I, i've been saving sprue frames because i'm like all right i can use those to make minefields or barbed you wires you or all sorts of you know, debris with designate sprues. you know different things like that so it's, it's like a really weird thing it's really weird, but it's going to make 2020 awesome. That is for sure. Hell yeah, man. I'm again, so excited. I'm excited for a, my crisis protocol stuff and B your, uh, world war two stuff. Very, very, very excited for that in 2020. Yeah. Because, and we should probably have updates on those pretty soon. Right. Because, um, you know, there's going to be lots of crisis protocol stuff happening soon for you. Yes, there is. Yeah. It's going to happen quick. Fuck. Yeah, man. I, I think, we've talked it out. Um, and I, I just want to say once again, you know, just to make this translatable, um, is that whatever it is that you are currently feeling, if it means that you just buy a, a box of mini, like say it's your main game, you just buy a box of minis. That's not your main faction. Cause you've always wanted to paint them. Do it. Yep. Just do it. Don't feel bad about it. Cause worst comes to worst. You're going to paint them, stick them in your cabinet or, or, have them on a shelf somewhere and you're going to go, those look cool because you can get just as much value out of building and painting as you can actually playing. Right. And maybe you'll find that the thing that, you know, you, maybe you play an army, not necessarily because you like the way it looks, but you like the way it plays. And it's very possible that buying something just because you like the way it looks and painting it, you'll discover more appreciation for the painting part of the hobby than you had previously. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because I kind of feel that that appreciation for painting that I didn't used to have. You know? Yeah, I mean, and it could be that. It could be fluff, right? There could be multiple reasons why that specific thing calls to you. Um, but, you know, whatever that is, chase it. Um at, at least once give it a shot because there's nothing like actually enjoying the other 90% of this hobby, right? Because the gaming is really only 10% of it, right? Like the actual playing the game. The other 90% is the hanging out with your friends, the assembly, the painting, 
the, you know, the work essentially that goes into it. And there's really nothing like enjoying that part. Like if you're actually enjoying that part, um, you're getting the most out of your hobby time. Yeah, that's actually a really good way of looking at it. And, and, you know, previously I didn't quite appreciate that. You know, like, like I said, I've been working on these guys for a long time for the goal of being able to play them all painted. And I've absolutely loved the journey of getting them to that point. Hell yeah. So, uh, let's, let's round out to some final thoughts here, Kev. Uh, although I guess maybe you just gave some final thought, but an official final thought. (laughs) Uh, Official final thought is, uh, I'm just the title of the thing, man. Do what you feel, whatever is calling to you chase that if you've especially if you've never done that before if you've been ultra disciplined and you've never chased the thing that's exactly what you feel like doing chase it it's worth it yeah man that's 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 it do the thing do it do what makes you happy and you'll have have more fun playing anyway even even if you even if you're not painting the game that you play the most you know because you'll you'll appreciate painting that stuff more and and enjoy that hobby I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. So that's, that's my final thought is, is do what you love, do what you want to do. Hell yeah. Don't let anybody else tell you not to do it. (laughs) Hell yeah. Thanks to everyone for supporting us through another awesome year. Um, As we close out 2019 here, I'm going to, so thanks for, thanks for all the support. Thanks to all of our patrons for, for supporting us and letting us do this and getting us off our asses when it's been people sick left and right and family comes into town and uh gets harder to find the time to do it and helping us to uh stay motivated to do it so that's always appreciated uh thanks to static as a city for the music and uh you can find us on facebook and instagram and twitter we're at three men in a war game with the number three and then uh join our discord the link to that is in the description of the show as well as a link to Patreon if you want to support us and listen to Kevin and I uh, do more of these couch shows. And, and when we get Chris back on, you know, get deep into more games. Hell yeah. Bye!